Hello, 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 and welcome to the land of drama and delusion, where we escape our current reality in order to build our desired one. I'm your host, DeAsia, and I'm coming to you with episode one. Let's get into it. Oh, I am so relieved, happy, and excited to announce that I have officially made the leap and relocated to New York. Um, I, to say this was an uphill battle, like it was the steepest hill possible. Um, but you know, I'm built to last, not break. And my support system is unmatched and top tier. So with my mindset and the support that I had, I was able to make, we were able to make this move happen for me. It has been a desire for so long for me to be able to move to New York. I just feel like the stage here is big enough for my performance. And, you know, maybe that's my inner Leo coming out, but that's how I feel. So I'm just excited to officially be a resident and get acclimated and learn about the area um, and just see what this experience has to offer. You know, Um, the move here was exhausting. I don't think I've ever been that exhausted in recent years. Like, let me give you guys a little synopsis of like how this went. So basically, I had to pack up my apartment in Chicago, Obvi. And so I did that. And then my cousin, who is a superstar, um, she volunteered and she's like, hey, I know you're moving. If you need help, like, let me know. I needed help. So I'm like, I'm letting you know. She books a flight. She was supposed to come on the 30th, I believe. And I was going to be leaving. She was either coming on, let me see, the 30th or the 29th. One of those days. She was supposed to be coming on like a Wednesday and I was going to be moving on Friday. So she was based out of Florida and they had the hurricane during this time, like the hurricane morning. This was like the end of August Um, like the last few days of August. So her flight gets canceled or, you know, and I'm like, fuck, like I need help. If she doesn't come, I'm kind of like SOL. So she's like, it's fine. Like I was scheduled for the next day and we'll, you know, we'll go from there. So she ends up making her flight and they don't cancel it. So she arrives on Thursday. I was originally going to leave on Friday, but just with scheduling it made more sense for me us to leave Thursday night so I pack up my entire place I am a minimal person like I don't have a lot of stuff so I thought um just because that's just not how I am so you know I pack up all my stuff over the course of the week so when she gets to Chicago it is like go time we, I'm like, you know, happy to see you, love you, hug, thanks for coming, but let's go because we only have the elevator reserved for this amount of time and like, you know, we need to go. So she drops her bags off and just the two of us, we are lifting my queen size bed, my box spring, my bed frame. Then I have like this huge mirror that I love and it's ginormous and it's heavy. We lift that. We take everything out of my apartment loaded up into the U-Haul and like in Chicago I lived in a high-rise but it was like an old building that's like been refurbished so 
the what we had to do we had to go through like two different elevators go down like like the back service alley and then go like to where the car was in another alley it was I felt like I was on like the amazing race like it was so much effort but we did it so we we packed up the car backed up the u-haul we went got some food and then it's we're on the road and at this time we get on the road at like 9 30 p.m and I have like my Celsius's is is that how you say Celsius's I guess um I have like three four of them I have like a little little car snacks or whatever but you know it's go time let's get her done so I have not slept let's see that this we left Thursday night I woke up Thursday morning I want to say at like 6 a.m so I woke up Thursday morning at like 6 a.m. And then, you know, I'm packing all day Thursday. I work a half day. Um, and then we have to load up the car, the U-Haul. And now it's time to drive from Chicago to New York. So I we, it's 9.30 p.m. We get on the road and we're trucking in. And it's not too bad. We're having great conversation. We're catching up. We're filling each other in on what's going on with the family and our lives. So it's, it's great. And then of course it gets into the early, early morning and you know, my cousin falls asleep. So it's just me. I drive the entire way. I drive 16 fucking hours straight through only stopping for gas. Like we are going through all night because the reason why I had to leave Thursday night instead of Friday was because if I would have left Friday morning, then we would have ended up in New York like at nighttime when it's not like we wouldn't be able to move in, so to speak, you know? So I felt like it would make more sense for us to drive through the night, end up there in the daytime to be able to move all of the stuff, you know, during decent hours. So we're driving like, and the drive isn't bad. Like we're making good time. Like I'm doing it and I'm surprised because like I said, I woke up 6 a.m. Thursday. So I, we don't get to New York until 1.30 um, Friday. So I'm up well over 24 hours. Now we have arrived in New York and now it's time for us to unpack the U-Haul. We have not eaten. We have not slept for real. Like U-Hauls, like you can't sleep in those. Like, so my cousin, she took like cat naps, but not even for real, you know? And we have to unpack the U-Haul of all of my stuff and I live in a walk-up on the fourth floor and it is just the two of us so I look at her she looks at me and it's it's go time like sooner you start sooner you finish is my motto so we get the keys we get everything opened up and we're we're taking the biggest stuff first so we take my box spring then we have to carry my queen size fucking mattress up four flights of stairs, narrow, the whole nine, like there's no elevator. Then we have to take my ginormous mirror and that's heavy. And I told my cousin, I was like, I would rather die than this mirror to break. So that added like some additional pressure, right? But we did it. And like, as we are lifting like all of this heavy furniture into my apartment, like honestly reflecting on it it was such an empowering moment of just like women being women and like supporting each other because like our communication of like 
all right, I need a second, like I need to regroup, my hand's slipping, pause, like watch your step. If you're doing great, you got this, like let's get it, one more flight. Like the motivation and encouragement that was going on between us was just amazing and I loved it. And it was, I'm so happy, like I wouldn't have wanted to move, have help moving with anyone, like help moving. I'm happy my cousin came. Damn, I can't even fucking talk. I'm happy my cousin came. Like she was just it, you know, she was that girl. And, you know, so we get all the heavy stuff up and like, you know, I said I was a minimal person, but, and I'm like, how do I still have more stuff? I felt like I was like in a clown car for this U-Haul. I'm like, there's still more like, God, like, okay, let's get it. And then I'm like, you know, I don't have that many clothes, you know, at least I never feel like I have nothing to wear, anything to wear. And the clothes are just keep, she's like, we still have more. We still have, I'm like, well, damn, like, where all these clothes come from? Like, what is, what is all of this? What is all, what? And we were so exhausted to like, I'm like taking a break. And she's like, D, I think we should just like take like a 20, 30 minute break. Like you have a restaurant right here. Like, let's just get a drink, hydrate, get a quick app, like recuperate for a second. And at first I was like, no, like, cause when I sit down, I don't want to get up. But I was like, no, like I literally can't move right now. Like I am so exhausted so I was like okay you're right we take a little beat have I have my diet coke she has her marg we have our calamari we take a little exhale moment you know we we debrief then you know we finish off loading the stuff into my apartment and we're done we're so disgusting because it's hot we've been moving all this stuff like honestly movers are amazing like we don't give movers as a profession enough credit because they do a lot. Um, so we shower, then we got to take the U-Haul back because honestly, driving in New York with that U-Haul for all of what, 20, 30 minutes was stressful enough. And I don't want to do that again anytime soon. So I was like, I want to get this car turned back in so that some of my anxiety can reduce because I, I hated driving that car in, especially in this fucking city. So that gets returned And then we go to my favorite restaurant so far in the city that I've been put on to from my plug, uh, Fish Cheeks, and have a fantastic dinner. But we did go get a pre-roll before. So that was nice too, just to like decompress. We were so exhausted to the point where like we were talking in slow motion. Like it, I was like, um, so... Wait, what was that? Like, that was literally how I was speaking because I was just so exhausted mentally, physically, emotionally, the whole kit and caboodle. Like, it was something that I'm happy. I'm happy it's over. Like, people, you know, once I moved, they were like, how was the move? I'm like, you know, I'm still here. I'm happy it's over, but I'm still here. It was exhausting. I like, I can't, I'm just happy it's over, but I'm also happy that I have the mental and physical capabilities to handle such an intense period. And I'm happy that I have peers and family members and loved ones that can do the same and help me. And, you know, I was thinking, I was like, some, like when I told people, I was like, I drove, they were like, you drove. And I'm like, I'm a road trip girly. Like I grew up taking road trips and, you know, I was like, some people grow up going on camping trips and stuff. No, 
no, I don't like camping. Don't put me in a fucking tent. Like to me, camping, I have a cabin. That is camping. If I'm in the woods and like in nature and I have a cabin, that's camping. Some people are like, no, that's not like that's glamping. I'm like, no, 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 no. Camping, give me a cabin, allow me to take a shower, allow me to like, you know, recuperate before going back into nature. I'll go on hikes and do this, that, and the third, but I need a bed. I need a shower. I need a, a proper bathroom. And so because I'm not a camper, I'm a road tripper. I feel like that's the, that's my alternative. I have been road tripping since I was a kid. When I was a kid, the first long, well, not the first. So my family and I used to drive from California to Georgia. We've driven from California to Virginia. I've driven from Chicago to California, California, Chicago, multiple times. I've driven from Chicago to Arizona, now Chicago to New York. Like I... I, I don't mind a road trip. I actually enjoy them. And some like, yeah, like it, it's not a big deal for me. It's fun. You get to see a lot of things like you get to put on a fire playlist. You get like the snacks and you get the convos and this, that and the third. Like I, I like a good road trip. So since I'm not a camp girly, like that's fine. I'm a road trip gal. And I feel like they equate, you know what I mean? Like you're in an uncomfortable situation. You don't really have proper like bathroom shower situations but you gotta like make it work and like the food is weird and you just you know you see more you know you see nature this that and the third but yeah I I am a road trip gal so this drive was actually not that bad I think it would have been even smoother if I was like in a like a sedan or like a regular car rather than a u-haul but even with that like I felt like the drive and everything went really well and actually went by pretty fast. But um, as an official announcement, I the reason that what brought me to New York was, is, I don't know, the reason I came to New York is because I accepted a job um, at a creative agency here in the city. And um, I was ecstatic because I was applying all over. I was applying to SoCal. I was applying to the Bay Area. I was like, well, maybe it's my time to go home. Maybe and then I applied to places in Chicago, um, and New York is the place where it worked out, and that's where I wanted. That was my first choice, so I was really happy with with that. And it was crazy because, you know, I wasn't gonna pursue this job for different reasons, but my sister came to town um, because we went to the Beyonce concert together, as we do. I've been to four shows now and like it is my sister and I's tradition if we're going to Beyonce we're going with each other I've been to Miss Carter on the run lemonade and now um renaissance and honestly my life changes for the better every time I see her and this time is no different like my life significantly got better after I saw Beyonce I got this job security to move this that and the third like everything fell in line after I saw her and I'm not giving her credit but I'm just saying she sprinkles goodness in the crowd and I definitely received it um but what was I saying my sister came and looking at it now being removed like it was so necessary for her to come not just because we were going to the concert but she provided me with so much clarity and uh, the right push in the butt to pursue such a big risk, at least for me, of just uprooting and relocating um, of a, from a city that I've been building in for the last seven years. Um, she just, 
I feel like a lot of the times I'm the supportive friend that people come to when they have their problems or need clarity or this, that, and the third. My sister, my oldest sister is that for me. So when I'm like, life is really lifing and I'm just so overwhelmed and like, what about this? What about that? Like I go to her and she puts things in so much, she puts it in like in perspective for me to give me clarity of the decision that I should make, you know? And I, I'm so grateful that she was like my soundboard of like, no, Deja, I know that you're thinking of all these things of like why it wouldn't work or like risk. And she's like, but if it was all lined up, it wouldn't be a risk. Like that is why you should be pursuing this. If this is what you want, it's going to take work. You're going to have to release the comfort that you have built here in Chicago and take the risk of going to New York if that's what you want to do. She's like, all you have to do is land. You can land with your feet shaking and it can be a rough landing, but your two feet are there. And that is what matters. And she was so right. Like I just described the move. So the landing was rough, but I am still here. And I, and it, and it worked out. It worked out for me. Um, but I've started the job and I actually started remotely before coming to New York. So I was working two weeks there, like in Chicago and then um, relocated. And now I'm like, I hate being the new person at work. I just feel so stupid. It's so embarrassing. Like me, I'm a person who likes to show that I'm a team player, that I can contribute, that I'm, you know, here to to work, you know, and being new, you're just like, I don't know, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I hate it. Like, so I'm definitely like, I'm just ready to know what I need to know and be able to do my job, but I know that's going to take time. So I have to like be patient with myself and extend myself grace and this, that, and the third. And it's not only a new job, but it's a new city as well. New people, new characters, but that's what I moved for. Like I wanted new characters in my life, um, expand my network, see what else is out there. So now I'm like, how do you make friends again? Like now I have to go through the whole process of making friends. When I moved to Chicago, like I moved for college. So it was like, I was already put in an environment to where it's like, you're supposed to meet these people, make friends with these people, this, that, and the third. And and it was simple. I, I did have some hiccups in college with some friends, but in the end I turned out with, I ended with really great friends. Um, and now I'm like, well, work is kind of different than college because like, yes, I can make friends there, but it's like, do I want to make friends with my employees? I don't know. I've met some cool people at work, this, that, and the third. And like I said, I've only been here for what, like two weeks now. So I'm still getting to know them, still getting comfortable. They're still getting to know me. Um, and, and I'm a person who, who makes friends relatively easily. Like I can talk to a lot of people, most people, um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to explore. I'm excited to make new friends. I'm excited for my style to improve. I feel like it's going to improve greatly. I'm already thinking about a few changes I want to make with my, um, with my look. So, you know, keep, keep an eye out. You never know what's going to pop up. Um, but I think what I was saying earlier was that with how stressful this move and this transition and this redirection was for me, I experienced so much anxiety and so much like, am I doing the right thing? Am I being overzealous? Like, am I trying to do too much? Like, is this really for me? Um, 
I've experienced that so, so much. And like during this process of trying to move, so many things came up unexpectedly and went wrong that I was like, no, this is a sign. This is a sign I shouldn't go. This is a sign I shouldn't go. But no, that that wasn't the case. I um, I had already accepted the position in New York, but another position had reached out to me in Chicago. And it was actually a position that I have been, it was for like a role that I, that I really want. Um, it was like a producer role. And I was like, oh my God, like, so do I stay in Chicago and get the title that I have been pursuing? Or do I like have, do I move to New York for like the new opportunity and kind of have to work my way up? Um, and so I was like, I know I accepted the job here in New York, but I'm still going to continue to interview for this job in Chicago just to see. Let me just see. Like, let me see the questions they're asking. Like, I don't know. Like, we can just see. And plus, it's early in New York. Like, if the if it aligned, like, we'll, I'll just say, you know what? I, I tried it for a few weeks and this isn't going to work. So I continued to interview. I got to like the fourth round, which I think was like the final round of interviews and this, that, and the third. And I'm waiting to hear back from the recruiter. And it had been a while. So I had like followed up and um, I, you know, normally she like follows up like within like two hours. And so it had been a while and I was like, oh, well, you know, maybe they went with someone else. So but I didn't think too much. So I'm like, well, I already have another job, so I'm not too worried. But she followed up and she was like, oh, you know, I just wanted to inform you that um, they have decided to put the position on hold. And when I found this out. Like the day I found this out, it was the day from hell. It was the day from hell. I I like I was really about to be like, you know, I'm calling this entire move off. Like I, I'm not doing it like it's not meant for me to do. I am not a crier at all. Like I really do not cry. The only times I will really cry is if like it affects my loved ones and like everything is out of my hands. If I'm in a situation like I am a solution oriented person, like crying is not going to get me to my solution. Like I'm trying to think of ways to get out of whatever is causing me the emotion that some people would cry in. But that day I cried twice. I cried twice. Two, two different instances. Like I was just so overwhelmed that day. Like I FaceTimed my sister and at this time she had already flew back to Tanzania. Like she lives there. And I, I didn't even know, I didn't even check the time difference. I had FaceTimed her and she answered. And like, soon as she answered, I just started crying, like, like hardcore fucking crying. Like, oh my God, so embarrassing. And she's like, what's wrong? And like, I literally had to like cry some more before I could even speak because I was just so overwhelmed. She calmed me down and like, you know, we talked, but it was just such perfect timing of like the day where I was literally about to be like, I'm calling off this move. God, the universe, whatever you believe in as a higher power, whatever within yourself, like it was shown to me of like, no, Chicago literally has nothing for you because the position that was here that you were pursuing, they've now put that on hold. So there's really nothing keeping you here. And like, not only did I get that reassurance from my sister, but I also got that reassurance from the universe, from God of like, I know it is difficult. I know it is hard, but keep going. Like it was, it was a clear sign that like Chicago door is shut, you know? And only time I'm coming back is like for a visit, you know what I mean? To visit my friends or just experience the city again. But it like, and then I talk with my dad and I called him because 
I was just stressed and I was just keeping him close as to like what was going on. You know, my dad's my bestie. Like I love my dad and he's always been my bestie. And I'm, I talk to him about everything for the most part. He said to me when I was little, he was like, you know, I'm your dad and I'm here for you. And you can tell me anything, but you don't have to tell me everything. And I just think that that is so spot on. Like, I'm not going to tell him everything, but I can, I know I can if I wanted to. And he's just so calm and he's so, that's my dog. Like, I I love you, Joe. Um, But he was talking to me and he was just like, I was telling him like everything that was going on. And he was like, you know, I know it's really stressful, but he was like, if it was easy, you would have did this years ago. If it like, you know, you, this is a risk, like you got to put in the work and you know, it's going to be a challenge, but you're worth it. You're capable of this is what you want to do. Like, we're going to do it. He's like, we're damn near too far into it for you to back out now. Like, let's just, let's get you there. Like you got this. And my mom, of course, I call my mom just to check in on her. And she's like being, trying to be supportive as well and give me encouraging words. And Part of me, what I understood was like the reason why I'm able to be so delusional with my desires and so dramatic is because I really do have a solid foundation of people in my life. Like my family, as crazy as they are, like if it's one thing that my family is going to align on, it's the fact that they don't play when it comes to me. Like, they will go and do whatever is necessary when it comes to me and my well-being. I'm the youngest of six, six kids, two parents, a lot of personalities, a lot of fire signs, a lot of air signs. Like, But one thing that they do, they can all agree on unanimously is like when it comes to Deasia, no, we're going to do what needs to be done. And I that is I'm spoiled because of that. Like I I grew up spoiled like emotionally I grew up spoiled like monetarily like you know stuff like that but like there are people out there who were more spoiled than me monetarily but when it comes to actual care nurturing and like genuine love I am spoiled beyond measure when it comes to that and and that is why I feel like I can be so delusional be so dramatic like I want to do this and like they're not going to shut me down like yes I'm gonna they're gonna be realistic with me but if it's really my desire and something that's like okay well this makes sense my family will come together to help me make that happen and I know that that's not the case for everyone if it is yay if it's not like find your people whether that's your friend you know friends or you know, other people in your life who might not technically be family, but have the credibility of being your family, like really work on and try to identify those types of people in your life, you know, because your support system is necessary when being delusional, when being dramatic. And, you know, I, I've come to the understanding and this is how I define it. Drama is the execution Whatever I'm going to do, whatever I want to do, let me think of the most dramatic thing possible that I can do for myself that's going to move the plot forward. You know what? Let's just decide to move to New York in a month unexpectedly right now. Like, you know, just let's just go for it because why not? Drama, the execution, the delusion comes in 
because delusion is the confidence that I'll succeed in this dramatic endeavor. Like the confidence of like, I know this is crazy, but I'm delusional and I, and I know it's going to work out. I know it is. I, I have the support. I, I, I rationalize it internally. Like I'm going to put in the work to make it happen. Like that is, that is drama and delusion. That is the land of drama and delusion. It's, it's dramatic execution. And how do you know that this, like this dramatic action is going to work? Oh, because I'm delusional. It's the confidence that you need of like, I'm going to put this out there. And, and in my world, this is already mine. That is, that is the delusion. And so many of my friends are going through a transition period in their own right, in many different forms. I've been speaking with them about it. And one of my friends, I was speaking with her and she's like, you know, I'm, I know I'm growing and I know I'm changing and I know all of this is going on for the betterment, but like, what if I don't like the new me? And, you know, I never really thought about that. I never really thought of like, you know, I know change most of the time is inevitable and, you know, we're going to be going through these transitions, but it's like, I never really thought, what if I don't like the new me? And, and I thought that that was a very valid question, but, I, and I, how I answered, I was just like, you know, it, it's grow. We like, think about it. Like if we didn't grow, we would be stuck. Right. And just be the same person year after year. That, that is the person that you wouldn't like. The person who's stuck, right? This person who's growing and transitioning, you're like, one of many people's greatest fear is the fear of the unknown. So it's like, what if I don't like the new person? No, it's not the fact that you won't like the new person. It's the fact that you have to like grow to understand that new person. You know, like you're thinking of this new person with your old mindset. You have to allow the transition to happen for your brain to now be in the mindset to welcome and be receptive of this new person and learn this new individual that's coming out of this transition period. It is so hard to to change. It because it is so exhausting. It's it's a mental, physical, emotional thing. But like you are worth it. And you have to show yourself that you're worth it by putting in that work. It's a it's a period of time, but for a lifelong advancement, you know, and we as much as we are our own greatest critic, we have to be our biggest cheerleaders as well. Like we have to believe from the depths of our soul that we are worth whatever, like we are worth the change. We are worth putting in the work. I know it's so hard, but like it's you, baby. It's you. Do it for you. Like, it's okay to be selfish in that regard. Like, in order for us to be better people to others around us and to reach the goals we want, like, we have to be in the proper condition to go out there and do, right? And in order for us to be in the proper condition, we have to pay attention to ourselves and we have to answer our bodies when it's saying it's time for us to put in the work, make a shift and change. And in that, like, you will always like the outcome because you put in the work, you know, like, 
think about things, things you're just handed to you, you know, sometimes you, you, you'll appreciate it, but most of the time you take it for granted. You're like, oh, well, that's nice. Okay, cool. But something that you put in the work to do, something that you've seen, you know, the before, the, the middle, and then the outcome, you're going to cherish and love and respect and appreciate at such an intense level. You know what I mean? That, and that's you. And, and that's what you deserve. And, and that's just what I've come to understand from this redirection that I've taken thus far. I'm sure I still have to process. And part of the reason why I was, I wanted to put this episode out earlier, but I'm like, you know, I'm just really not ready yet. Like, I feel like I haven't really processed the move portion yet. And so, you know, I took some time to really just like think about things and things like that. And I feel like I've processed enough and I'm sure more things will come as, as time comes. But all I know is it was really, really difficult, you know, but I persevered and I stuck to it because I am worth it. And, and I'm so happy that I did because now I live in a desire, in a city that I've been desiring to live in for so long I am, I have a job, I am meeting new people, I'm experiencing different things. Like I am so, I'm so open to what's to come. And and that is what I've been craving. I knew it was time for me to leave Chicago because I was no longer searching or excited. I was, I was too comfortable. I wasn't putting myself out there. I was too content. And I personally don't like when I get that way, like I want to be searching for more. I want to be experiencing new things. I want to be challenged and growing, you know, and, and it's interesting because I left Chicago in my seventh year. I I completed seven years in Chicago. And if you're into numbers at all, like seven is the number of completion. And I really do feel like my time, at least for this period was up, but yeah, so that's how the move went. Your girl is a New York resident. I, I don't want to say that I'm a New Yorker. I'm too new. I don't know anything. I'm an idiot here, you know? Um, so I'm not a New Yorker. I, I'm the Bay Area to my core, like my roots, but I'm a New York resident and I'm just so excited to see what this new experience means for me, what comes out of it, the people I get to meet, the the life changes that occur, that have already occurred the lessons, you know, I'm, I'm just excited. So I'm so happy that all of you guys have decided to listen to my verbal diary, as I've been calling it, and sharing and hearing how I'm navigating and going about things. Um, and I have made an Instagram for you guys to keep up with me for when I drop um, announcements for new for new episodes and and things like that, and just all new information related to the pod. So go to Instagram, follow me at dramatic, the letter N, delusional pod. So dramatic and delusional pod on Instagram. Follow, follow, follow. Get all the latest insights, updates related to the podcast, which inevitably is related to me. Um, and we can stay updated. So I can't wait to speak to you guys for the next episode. Until then, stay dramatic, stay delusional. I love you all. Bye-bye.